I love these windows in scriptures, these verses. I like sometimes reading a verse and then looking for a window that I could see Jesus, but then also I could see myself. It's a window and it's a mirror. And I love those moments when you could have a hook of a verse, then you have a window, and, 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 then, and, and then there's, a, there's a, a story. And so we're going to look at a verse, a window, and a story around the idea of getting close. Uh, the verse is in James chapter 4, verse 8. I believe it's a revival verse. It's just an instruction revival verse for our life as a, whether you're a single mom or a blended family or, or a student, whatever. It's just a revival verse. James chapter 4, verse 8 says this Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Come near to God, and he, he, God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, the mighty God, the strong God, our redeeming God, the God of all power, the God of all sovereignty, God the creator, come on, the God that works and the God that moves and the God that speaks. You mean to tell me that I, me, me? James says, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. And then it says, the spirit of that is, is to wash your hands, uh, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's saying that when you get close to him, there is a desire for change. There's a desire, Lord, that I, there, I, I want to I see some transformation. That's what I love about this church. This church is a house of transformation. Bring your hurts. Bring your problems. Bring your bumps. Bring your bruises. Why? Because it's okay to not be okay because you're getting ready to go into the presence of a God that when you get in his presence and you get close to him, things, hear this word, transform. It's the heart of what God is doing says this in the Amplified Bible. It says, come close to God with a contrite heart. I like that. That's a heart that's just submitted and surrendered. Lord, I need you. I'm not there yet. I'm not all that. I, I give you my life. I need help. I need more of you in my life. Come to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. I've been reading that verse for the last several days. I keep thinking about the reality of being close to God, the reality of closeness to God, like for real, the reality of when he's close to my life and my family and he's close to your life and your family, whatever that dynamic is, and, and he's close in our now, and, and the, the promise, I mean, the promise to know that I do not have to live life alone, the promise to know that when everybody else walks out, he walks in. When everybody separates themselves from me and everybody puts distance from my life, he doesn't put distance. He gets close. The promise of that. And then how about this? The potential of that. You mean I can live my life in a way where I am close to the one who formed the mountains and shaped the seas? Yes, you can. And then there's transformation and help and change. And that's what revival nights are all about. You say, is there a result? Is there something that happens? Is there something that I can see of what it should look like? So here's the window, Matthew 15. Maybe one of my favorite passages in all the Bible. Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. Jesus, I like the header. Jesus feeds the 4,000. 
Verse 29, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Colossians says that it's the fullness of the Godhead, that Jesus was the embodiment of the fullness of the Godhead. So he's everything. Then he, he, the same he that we read about in, in James, then he went up on a mountain and he sat down, just sat down. He didn't just kind of elude everybody, just like, you know, like playing, you know, tag, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, 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 don't get from around me now. He went out in front. It was like an entourage, and they got like, stay 10 feet from me. Just everybody stay 10 feet from me. No, no, he just sat down. Great crowds, everybody say crowds, came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, many others, and look where they laid him. They didn't lay him across the yard. They didn't lay him in the back room. They didn't lay him in a designated people with problems area. They didn't put him in coach and he was in business by himself. They laid him at his feet. Everything at the feet of Jesus. Everything at the feet of Jesus. I don't like things around my feet. Don't put stuff all around my feet. I need me some space. Big man need a little space. Brother burning diesel up here. I need a little space. I don't want nothing around my feet. I want Jesus just allowed every hurt, every pain, every problem. He allowed it so close because he wants you close. He is comfortable with closeness. He is close, he, he's comfortable even with the closeness of pain and hurt and disappointment. I just love that scene. I, I think there's so many things about it. It goes on to say that he healed them, of course. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the cripple made well, the lame walking, the blind seeing. And they all began to praise the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have such compassion for these people. They've been with me. They've been with me. We've been close. We've been so close. For three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they will collapse on the way. You could just see he, he's so connected to people. He, he's so close to every single person. I, I love how beautiful this story is. And what happens is they begin to feed the multitude. And Jesus says, what do you have? And they say, we just have so small and so little. It's not a lot. He says, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear about your lack. I want to see your faith. Quit telling me what you don't have. Give me what you do have. I, 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 bring, me, bring your little and, and bring it close to me because I will take what's little in your life and what's small in your life. Oh, come on, somebody. And when you put it in my hand, I will change it. There's nothing too small, too insignificant for me. Nor is there a person that's like that. There's no small people in the kingdom of God. I don't know who told you you were less I don't know who told you that there are people that are bigger than you. No, they're not. So small people in the kingdom of God. There's only, there's only people that matter. And they come around them and they, they give them what they have. And Jesus blesses it, prays over it, breaks it, and, and anoints it, touches it, and expands it, and, and grows it. Like, these, like, our, like our church, we're expanding, we're growing, we're, we're, what? we're being distributed. 
through Serve Day. We're being distributed through a backpack. We're being distributed to another campus. We're being distributed. Why? Because we have a dream and we want to help somebody else have a dream. So we're expanding the dream. We're building the dream. We're giving over and above and we're sacrificing. We're being on team. And, and they gave it to Jesus. Jesus blesses it and then he hands it back to the disciples who are already kind of wondering what we're going to do with this big group of people. And they in turn give it to the people. And everybody get full. And then there's leftovers. I, I wrote down a list of 10, which I never do. I never write a list of 10 ever. You give me 10 things to preach on, that's called a series. Can't get through it. It's only a people's church. Kind of takeaways from being close in this, this window. Here's the first thing. I love the place. It's outdoors. The, the church is awesome in church, but the church is even more awesome outside the church. Thank God for what he does in here, but how many knows when we walk out those doors, we're on a mission from God. We take a Pastor Herbert's uh, uh, preaching and, and we take in all that we learn and we go through a growth track, not just to enjoy ourselves in him, but I'm going to find purpose, I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to have joy. Because we, we go outside, we, we get reached. And, and I, did not, I did not come to Christ inside of a building. I came to Christ through an outreach. It was, it was a, it, the play, I love the place that they were outdoors. I love how, I love the many peoples that are in this story. The many peoples, 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 church, peoples, peoples, peoples. All kinds of peoples. With all kinds of problems. And they all felt comfortable at the feet of Jesus. I love how many different people. I love the volume, the numbers, the expansion. It just keeps building every hour, every hour. God is doing something. Go get our neighbor. Go get our friend. Go get our uncle. It's, we're building. There's volume. There's volume. At the end of the story, most scholars believe there were fifteen to 20,000 that were there. All close to you. I love the volume. I love the togetherness. Oh, they tight. They tight. It's real tight. I love the healing. He just heals everything. He heals everything. I love the compassion. He's done enough. He's healed their cancer. He's the blind to see, the lame are walking. And now he's worried about the smallest thing. Come on, then go home without a little. I know they didn't have, they didn't pack enough goldfish. I know they didn't have, they didn't have enough, you know, beef jerky up in there. I, they a little hungry, but they're not dying. But he's, 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 he's tough. He, when you get close to him, you realize that everything matters. My dating relationship, my finances, the, my mental health. I can believe God that, that he sees it all. I love how there's the compassion. I love the miracle that takes place, that it's so small, but yet in the hands of God and in the supernatural way, it's distributed now and it multiplies. I love the involvement of the disciples. Could you imagine the disciples? He breaks the small fish. He takes the bread. He hands it to them. They put it in their bag and they, they reach in. There's one piece. I don't know where the power hit. Come on, somebody. I don't know when it got multiplied, but somewhere between the hand of Jesus and the hand of a disciple and the hand of the hurting, the power of God showed up. When they reached back in the bag, there was another small fish and there was another loaf of bread. And then they gave it, they reached back in and it was there again and again and again and again. That's the power, supernatural power of God working. 
I love the involvement, the power, but I also love the plenty. Ooh, I like me some plenty. My mother, we had four, there was four in our house, and my, my older sister is much older than me, so she got married. So it was gone when I was like six. I mean, she was older, older. And my mother had 10 miscarriages. I was her 13th pregnancy. So big separation between my older sister and me and my sister. And, um, and so my mother would cook. It was four of us. But my mother was frugal. She loved cheap. And she cooked for three. You know that person? There's four, but they cook for three. And got them little baby chicken fingers. Uh, them chicken had them little fingers. And them little, I mean, and, but I married a Cajun girl. La, la, la. I feel la, la. By the rain, etouffee up in here. They cook for 30. Three people, 30 people. We cook for 60. To, well, there's eight people. Well, we're going to eat a little while. Oh, we're going to eat long. We don't, you don't get seconds at my, 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 my in-law's house. You get eight. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. There's plenty. I'll be jambalaya for breakfast. Plenty to go around. The disciples were so close to the miracle that they actually got to relay the miracle. Think about that. When you get so close to the miracle, you begin to relay the miracle. That's what, did you know a backpack could be a miracle to a child who has nothing? And we get so close to God that generosity gets a hold of our heart and others gets a hold of our heart. And then we decide to give that $17, that $18, that $34. We go, I'm going to do 10 backpacks. I'm going to go 30. I'm gonna, because I'm just so close and he's been so good to me. And he's helped me in my worst hour. And I know what it feels like as a single mom or as somebody who's been trying to fight through sobriety. And I, I fought my whole life. But I know what it feels like now to walk in blessing. I know what it feels like to have enough. And I'm going to do everything I can now to relay it to somebody else. Because I'm going to relay a miracle now. That's what happens when you get close. You begin to distribute what you found. It's the same way in the world. If you find bitterness, you find evil, you find sin, you find all that craziness, guess what happens? You start being a, a distributor of all that. Hey, I've done enough of that. I'm leaving that life. I'm going to start distributing grace and mercy and healing and peace and help. Somebody clap your hands at people's church. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. So close that it changes you. I grew up liking basketball, played a little ball. Uh, my son played ball. We were living in Baton Rouge, pastoring a church there. Herbert preached at that church. I was there 20 years, been in Birmingham for 10 years, and uh, I love going to see NBA. That back in those days, they were the Hornets. Now they're the Pelicans. That's so scary. You're a Pelican. I'm just terrified of you. It's a terrible name. Uh, so we, we, I go down to games, but I, 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 but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy any tickets. I just bump tickets or just get tickets and I'd sit way up like in the cheap seats. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You got to call a friend to find out what the score is. You're not sure if you had a hockey game. You don't know what you so far away. I bring my son down there. And so when the, the so Pelicans, uh, sorry, the Hornets make the playoffs, they're going to play the Lakers. RIP Kobe, man. 
I love me some black mamba. Kobe's going to play. So, I, so a friend of mine finds out. He goes to our church, businessman in our church. Uh, oh, he's a dream builder, glory to God. And so he uh, gives me some tickets. I go across Pontchartrain, go to New Orleans, go to the arena. I go up to where I normally sit because it was like a habit. You, 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 all of a sudden, there was a habit of me sitting far away. I'd, I'd, become, I'd become pattern by distance. And so I went up there. I handed those tickets to the usher. That's what we call them in New Orleans, ushers. And to the usher. She says, oh, you're not here. You need to go lower. I go lower. Didn't even, they had food down there. Up there was bread and water. You died up there. Down here, they got pretzels and peanuts. And a little jambalaya. So I give, I give the usher the tickets, and she says, oh, no, you need to go down the elevator. There's the elevator in here? I didn't know that. We didn't know that up there. And so we, we go down the elevator. We come out. You know they live different down there. They're like catfish, bread pudding. Look, I mean, there's a jazz band down there. People. Up there, you fighting. You fight up there. Down here, you get your flex on. I walk out. I walk out. She's come with me. I'm sure it's a police officer too. I'm like, oh, they're gonna find me out. I give her the tickets to the usher. She says, oh, come with me. We walk out. I sit courtside, right there. I had never been that close. Looks different feels different. And you know when you've been somewhere, you know when you've never been somewhere, but you're trying to act like you've been there? Because you, you, you're trying to be cool. What's up? What's up, Jay-Z? Where you at? I'll see you next week. But, you, but then a minute later, you're like, <laughs> and, um, Watch the whole game. Kobe's right there. He touches the ball, hands it to my son. We so close. Everything changes when you get close. Everything changes. I didn't, I didn't experience the game up there like I experienced it down here. We get done. I don't want to leave because I've been ruined by proximity. Mm. I'm believing God that through these revival nights and through the worship and through the prayer and through the presence of God, all through the preaching, through the touch of God, the anointing of God, the presence of God, I'm praying that somebody gets ruined by proximity. I didn't want to go back up there ever. Ever. Because because it changed my view. Every game I go to, I look there. They waiting on me. That's where I'm supposed to be. You, God didn't make, God did not create you to live at a distance. I'm believing God for through revival nights that the separation's gonna close. We're gonna get so close, so close for you. I, a little side story, uh, I leave and my, my, my son's asleep in the, in the back of the truck and I, I, those tickets are still in my pocket. I never looked at them and I pull them out and there's a businessman in our church 
and uh, I look at I look at I look at the face value, twenty six hundred dollars a seat. It'll cost you to be close. Too many people are paying a cheap seat price to have a front row seat. It don't work that way. Uh, two things I thought of. Number one is I love this man. I will love you for, I sent him a text, I love you. Like I would send my wife, I love, not love you, bro, what's up, dog? I love you, heart emoji, red heart. Not a purple heart, not a black heart, not a blue heart, not a yellow, red heart, I love you. And then the uh, third, second thing I thought, Pastor Herbert, you do the same thing. I will pastor him till the day I die. And if anybody else tries to come up in his space, I will fight that man of God. He a dream builder. Up close and personal. It will change you. It will ruin you from that compromised life. It'll ruin you from just dating the church. It'll ruin you from just being a consumer. It'll ruin you from just being a spectator. It ruins you because your frame of reference changes and you want to be close. My first pastor did that to me. I thank God for my first pastor. Oh, my goodness. Boy, he taught me James 4, 8. Get close to God. Watch what happens. He taught me Matthew 15. There's no telling what happens when you get to the feet of Jesus. When you got your problem and you got your pain and you got your hurt and you feel like the whole world is against you, you get to the feet of Jesus. Whether you feel like it or not, whether your emotions tell you that or not, you get to the feet of Jesus because at the feet of Jesus is everything you need. He taught me that. Now, he was an angry preacher. Y'all been around one of them angry preachers? Let me tell you something right now. My God. I think he wants to fight me outside. Long-winded. Go all day. Never. He preached a series every Sunday. The whole Sunday was a series. We never went to lunch. We went to afternoon dinner. We the last one to Bojangles. I never made it to Popeye's in front of anybody else. But he, he, he taught me three things. I wrote, I wrote them down just to give you some application. Then we'll wrap up. Three things. He helped me zoom in. He helped me zoom in. My wife is a zoom in person. Every picture she ever takes, she zooms in. And I'll try to post. She says, zoom in. in. What, what are my eyes doing? What is my hair doing? Did you get my right side? Where's my hair at? Where's my hair? She likes her hair here. I ain't never zoomed in a picture of me my whole life. You can see me, I'm huge. I'm just right there. That's all I got. That's all I'm working with. Old and big. That's it. That's it. No need to zoom in. He taught me three things. You know, he taught me to be close. I must spend time in prayer with God. 21 days, time. Time. You can't replace time. Spend time. Time. I encourage you, it's 21 days. Spend some time. If you're going to be close, I must spend time in prayer with God. My pastor taught me that. We had intercessory prayer. I was 19 years old, surfing, smoking dope, living crazy, got saved. He put me in a three-hour prayer meeting on Saturdays, 6 to 9. I I, I would have never made it. 
I would have never made it in those days. Spend time with, here's the second thing he taught me, to be close. I gotta live as an offering to God and for God. I give my life to you, God. I just give my life. If I'm gonna be close to God, I I gotta give my life. My life is an offering. I wanna be an offering to God with my time and my treasure and my talent. And then I wanna be an offering for God. If I'm gonna be close, I gotta spend time, I gotta live as an offering. And then the last thing he taught me, if I'm gonna be close to God, then I'm gonna impact somebody else. It ain't just for you. His presence has a purpose with it. And it's not, a, it's not just, it'll, it'll, it'll help you privately. It is there for you privately. But guess what? His presence is not meant to just stay private. His presence is meant to go public. Through our serve, our care, our noticing, our love, our giving, our involvement. We spend time with God. Lord, make my life an offering. And the Lord, help me to live my life in a way that I will end packed others can I have a good amen let's bow our heads let's pray together Father we love you mm, Lord our, our hearts feel warmed we, we feel the warm presence of God as we prepare our hearts for revival maybe you were thinking about I'm going to sit back I'm going to sit this I'm going to sit revival out I got to lay that sod and I got to get up early Man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take that trip. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna lay back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some distance. Can I encourage you over the next four days to get as close as you can? To get as there's a front row seat waiting on you. There's a front row seat waiting on you, and it'll change you how you see life, how you see everything. Maybe you're here today. I'll just take a minute before pastor comes. You say, Dino, can you pray for me here every campus? Because I feel, hear this word, far from God. You don't have to be far from God. Something happens. Somebody said something, a worry, a doubt, an anxiety. I feel far from God. I don't know why. Today you can be close as you want to be. And it happens when we whisper the name of Jesus. We invite Jesus in our, with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you say, Dina, I need a fresh start in Jesus. I got to get to the front row seat of grace and mercy. If that's you, can you slip up your hand all across this room? I need a fresh start. Just lift up the hand. I need a fresh start. I need a fresh start. I want to get close. I want to get close. Praise God. You put that hand down. Can we all pray this prayer out loud together? The pastor's going to come. Let's all pray this out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I give you everything. Thank you that you died on a cross so that there doesn't have to be separation in my life. You died for me. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new beginning and give me a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen.